This is a Thunderdog podcast. How did you get this number, stalker? He hasn't evaluated me in years. Do you know who that is? Fozzie Bear? It's not like there was the Lone Ranger and Tonto and Bonto. This whole place is a tinderbox! Stanley, have you ever seen a burn victim? I play that every night when I'm falling asleep. Some smart, sexy temp left his cheese pita on oven instead of timing it for the toaster thing. What's up, kids? What up? It's your boy, E-Money, a.k.a. Evan, with his with his other boy. B-Rad. That's right. Evan, welcome to MSG MSA. Oh, thank you. Um, I know you're new around here. Let me show you around. Um, this is Michael Scott giving Social Anxiety, the podcast, where we talk about The Office every single dang episode, and then we um, talk about them and rank them in three different kinds of lists. <laughs> Brad, there's a little blue bird on my shoulder. Yep, what's its name? Oh, uh, Ted. Oh, Teddy, my boy. Ted, Ted's been tweeting at me all day about this episode. And I wish he could get it down to 280 characters. Could you help him with that? Oh, sure thing. Um, if I had to uh, take this episode titled The Fire? Oh, uh, yeah. Because that's what this episode is, The Fire. Um, I'd describe it as, A fire brings out the most different personalities of everyone in the office, Romances all over the place become a battlefield, and I'm gonna exp- and I'm gonna explain that further with all my notes because I'm very confused. That's spicy. Sp- sp- spicy, and um, can you? I think my description's not very good. Um, could you tell Ted a better one? Uh, I can give it my darndest. That's all we're asking for. The smoke detectors go off, and everyone must leave the office while firefighters investigate. While outside, Jim leads the team on a revealing psychological journey. Meanwhile, Michael's lust for Ryan leaves Dwight feeling left out. To Dwight's joy, Ryan started the fire. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> okay, that's a lot better than mine. I feel like I say that and it spoiled each. everything. <laughs> yeah, well that's fine, you're right, let's just start from the top. The easiest way to start is to just go with the first shot of the dang episode. I agree. We got Jim in the foreground. We got Ham in the background. Once again, not unlike last episode, but this time, Pam gets a call. She redirects it. Oh, it's going to Jim. It's Katie. We haven't heard it from Katie since last season. Nope. Season finale. Her introduction. Yeah. Weird. That is weird, eh? What's this, four episodes in? Yep. I wonder if they forgot about her. Mm, maybe. What's the, what's the point of not even mentioning her in the first three? Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe they... Maybe the writers were like, well, Katie was just a fling. He's going to get back with Pam now. Yeah. Or at I least that's what, that's what he want, they wanted the audience to think. Yeah, maybe. Or just to sort of forget about it, just so there's... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then there's this moment where it's like, oh, right, Katie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is like that. That was my first note and my first ooh boy moment where when Pam's calling over to Jim, hey, you can just give her your extension. It wasn't said meanly. It wasn't said like as an insult or anything. But It was man. just said very matter-of-factly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Just give her your extension. Yeah. I'm not trying to facilitate <laughs> your romantic adventures. Yeah, or I don't want any part of it. 
Though Pam, at this point, shouldn't give a damn because Pam's taken. She wants to kiss Jim. She just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. just Or she know. does know it. Uh, I don't know. I think she's on the path to discovering about knowing it. Yeah, she definitely... She, later in the episode, since we're just... Should we just get all of Katie out of the way right now? Yeah, uh, sure. Like, because at the end of the episode, Katie shows up. Yeah. And they drive off. Or, like, Jim gets in the car. And as soon as Jim gets in the car, Pam, like, intensely goes in for a kiss with Roy. Yeah. And, like... Max on him. That's after some bad things Roy did this episode. Uh, yeah. The some f- bad, the, stupid things that Roy says. Like, gosh darn warehouse people. And the Roy, worst. individually. But, like... But yeah, so she, like, actually instigates, like... You know, physical affection, which we... Aggressively. We've never really seen before. Like, we've never really seen any sort of physical intimacy other than that one, like, tickle fight. Yeah. But no, nothing like this. This is... No, this is... This is what they call the French kiss, I believe. Yeah. Maybe Pam does want to mack on Jim. Like, I don't know. What makes Pam want to do that? I think she's just jealous. Yeah. I don't know. Did she just feel sudden lust for Roy in that moment? No. I doubt it. No. Because uh, he literally, minutes before, said in front of her, in a game of who would you do, that he would do Angela. Yeah. He's standing her right next to Pam. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'd, I'd pick the blonde one, or whatever he says. Yeah. Doesn't even know Angela's name, and he still picks her over <laughs> yeah. his own fiance, who's standing next to him. He introduces himself to Angela afterwards. (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I hate it so Um, much. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good ooh boy. But then she still is like so like, I don't know, consumed by jealousy or whatever that she forgets about that and Mm -hmm. still goes in for that that big old sloppy smooch. Yeah, it is a sloppy one, isn't it? So I think think she's just trying to show Jim that she's not interested. She's like, no, Jim, I'm still with Roy. Don't worry about me. Oh, uh, yeah? Think so? I think it's deliberate, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's deliberate. Um, yeah, I guess so, right? Interesting. And that's especially after, um, or they're playing Desert Island movies, and I think Pam picks Legally Blonde, and then Jim and Pam have a nice little, um, interview about it, and Pam... A good riff. Yeah, and Jim's roasting Pam for it, and it's a cute little moment between them. It's like they're a real couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Katie says the same thing. First movie, Legally Blonde. And Pam mm. snorts out laughing. Yeah. And then after that, Jim sort of cuts the game short. After, I think... Was it Pam that said Legally Blonde, or was that uh, Meredith? I don't know, but Pam was at least defending it. Pam was in there, yeah. Yeah, at least defending it, if not choosing it. Um, and then Jim cut the game short, and then the macking happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so bizarre. And Katie's into that, because Katie thought it was cute, but... Yeah, she's like, oh, a nice little couple... Yeah, they are so cute. Because she's totally oblivious to to that relationship. Yeah. Which is fair. Do you like Katie? I I don't think she's a real character, in all honesty. Yeah. She's literally an obstacle for Jim and Pam. Yeah. I wish she... I kind of wish she was a real character, that she stuck around for longer, or was was in those first three episodes. She Mm -hmm. feels like an afterthought, honestly. Yeah, it, it, she very much feels like a plot point rather than a character. Yeah, a forced plot point at that. Like, 
Yeah, like her her characteristic is that she's pretty and kind of looks like Pam and likes yeah. Jim. That's it. Yeah. That's her whole character. What happened to everybody in this episode? Because I feel like this fire actually changed who these people are. Because Pam, super just mean and like mm-hmm. savage, absolutely savage. Stanley, very participatory and mm-hmm. like actively leads the game when Jim needs him to. And all he says is like, oh, all right, like I guess I'll lead. And then starts explaining the rules of like, I think it was, would you rather or who, or who would you do? It was one of those two. Um, and Stanley's explaining it. Like, that's not Stanley. No, Stanley doesn't participate. Yeah, exactly. What ha- what's happening to these characters that like everyone's just thrown off their groove? I guess they're not so. in they... the office. They have to. Maybe it's something about the fresh air that's getting everybody all feisty. Yeah, the fresh air that's covered in fiery smoke. Mm-hmm. All the all the adrenaline from the from the f- running out of the burning building. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. But yeah, like I need you to explain to me like. Why are the like these people are actually super weird and like they're drastically different from last episode and they're gonna be drastically different from the next episode. I think I know why Michael's acting weird. Okay. Michael at the beginning of the episode is giving Ryan his like temp review. Yeah, for the temp agency. Which probably means that his temp period is coming to an end maybe oh maybe maybe yeah so ryan might be leaving so michael's like trying to get ryan extra attached to him so that he doesn't want to leave yeah with his five rules of business ten rules of business oh ten rules yes you're it's right. ten we only get a few but there's yeah ten. yeah he'll give you one and then give you the rest later <laughs> I have them all written down, don't worry. Of course you do. I was just about to ask. <laughs> um, but And then he finds out that Ryan is attending business school at night. So, like, he's leaving in two different ways. He might be leaving through the temp agency, and then also he's, like, trying to become better as a business person or whatever. Yeah. Through More schooling, educated. which is something Michael doesn't have. Yeah. So Michael's, like, intimidated and afraid of losing this kid and also wants to be his mentor. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's potential. But my, I feel like Michael also, at least in this episode, wants to be mentored by him because mm-hmm. of the explanations of business terms in his car. Like, Oh, my God. So, yeah, that conversation in the car where, Mike, where Michael's just, like, straight up sad. Yeah. And then Ryan's <laughs> like, I would like to leave, please. I... I I like Ryan a lot in this episode. This episode makes me like Ryan, which is not which is going to change drastically very quickly. But in this episode, Ryan's quick and Ryan's witty and I mm-hmm. love it. And he's always like scared and as he should be because Mike like another big instance of um like unwanted attention on Ryan in this episode when Michael Scott says Ryan's the one he'd do. But mm-hmm. When Ryan's in the interview with Michael at the beginning, and he wittily, quickly reacts to Michael's Yoda voice with, who is that? Fozzie Bear? Fozzie Bear. Oh my god, that killed me. <laughs> like, there's, I don't know why that hit me so hard, but it did. <laughs> like, 
and just Michael's deflated disappointment afterwards. Just, oh my god, so good. It's like he just combated Michael with like verbal kung fu. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird dynamic between those two. And then Dwight is also attached to it, of course. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much to the Michael-Ryan dynamic in this, because it starts off with Michael evaluating Ryan as his employee. And then he finds out that Ryan's more educated than him. So now he, he, they kind of switch from like the manager-employee to mentor-mentee. Mm-hmm. But, like, reversed, who has the power, and then, like, that just makes Michael sad, and then he, like, opens up about how the power dynamic changes when you become the boss and it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And about how everything gets a lot harder when you're the boss and, quote, very successful. Yeah. At this medium, small to medium-sized paper company Mm. that's dying. Oh, my gosh. And then also there's just, like, Michael still being Michael and not understanding where the boundaries are and saying, I would definitely have sex with Ryan because he's going to own his own business. Yeah, and he's smart enough to do so. Or at least he knows Mm -hmm. terms enough or can ask questions that I don't know the answer to enough to make me feel bad about myself. Mm -hmm. Michael's so susceptible, eh? Oh, yeah, He's, he's very impressionable. Yeah, one thing can just turn him on or off mm-hmm. but yeah I really liked Ryan in this episode he uh this is a very rare pro Ryan episode yeah cause he's like the victim of the bullshit rather than him being the perpetrator of the bullshit in which, yeah. which in later episodes he often is like when he's yes. the vice president or when he's trying to start woof and messing with Kelly and all that Yeah, where he's the antagonist <laughs> right now he's yeah. the protagonist and Michael's the antagonist yeah, exactly. But he quickly becomes a villain. Oh but yeah, hundred percent. Until that point, I will enjoy his quick, quick wit and humor. Attached to the Michael Ryan thing is Dwight, who mm-hmm. who's feeling the cold shoulder. Yeah, feeling left out. But even like, because Michael doesn't just ignore Dwight this episode. He like actively is mean to Dwight, to like make buddy buddy with ryan i guess yeah and he just looks so scared whenever that happens and as he should and poor dwight like he's like such a good little puppy dog Mm -hmm. like he's so excited when he gets to take responsibility and like usher people out of the office when the smoke detector goes off well yeah that's the point i wanted to say do you think angela and dwight are dating at this point no i don't think so I don't think so either, because Dwight no. is quick to take over Angela's job when the fire starts. Angela's yeah. safety officer, and Dwight clearly wants to be safety officer. And then Dwight gets mad at Angela later when they're playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, when Angela says she'd burn the Da Vinci Code, and Dwight's like, stupid, that'll keep you warm for like six seconds. <laughs> and then goes into his answer. Like, totally interrupts her, or just yeah, which, deflates her, and then goes into his He own. has the wrong answer. Because yeah. he's cheating. He's not following the rules of the game. Yeah. I wouldn't bring books. I would bring a boat. Well, that's not the game. Would you like to hear Michael Scott's 10 Rules of Business? Yes. There's nothing more I'd love. All right. Well, he didn't tell us all of 10, but I have number one, number two, number four, and number five. 
For some reason, he skips number three. Like, he says, this is rule number four. Mm-hmm. So I guess the cameras didn't catch one of them or edited yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. But Michael Scott's ten rules of business. Number one, you have to play to win, but you also have to win to play. Okay. Which is incredibly true. Like, I actually kind of want to break this down. It's very Please true. Do. Okay. Like, prove it. You you have to be an active participant in order to have the opportunity to win. So, like, you have to. It's risk reward. You have to put money in in order to get money out, right? In business. Yeah. Yeah. You need to put in time. You need to put in money. You <clears> need to put in effort. You need to put in something to get something else out. Yeah, you need to play to win, but then you also yeah. have to win to play. So, like, in business, like, you often, I don't know, you don't get second chances, right? Like Survival of the fittest. If your business doesn't make money, then you're going under. You kind of need that, you almost need to start as a winner in order to stay a winner. Like, it's it's a lot harder to come in as an underdog. Or the rich get richer, you know? Like, and there's a reason for that, because they can. And obviously there's a good idea, and there's effort and something put into it, but... And it's not to say that underdogs can't happen because people, anyone can start a business and start making mm-hmm. money, but... But it's so much easier if you're already a winner. If you already have to money. To play. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I can agree with that. Okay. Michael Scott's 10 Rules of Business number two. Adapt, react, readapt, act. I think this one's just bullshit. I don't think that means anything. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Michael Scott's 10 Rules of Business, number four. Mm-hmm. Image is everything. Andre Agassi. So this rule of business is also a quote from a 1990 Canon Rebel commercial. Oh my god, is it? Did you Google it? Yes. Featuring tennis star Andre Agassi. Yeah, I knew that guy was a tennis star, but I didn't know what the meaning was. It's, it's a very strange commercial where Andre Agassi is just kind of doing random things. And he has the most insane mullet I have ever seen. Image is everything. Eos Rebel from Canon. So advanced, it's simple. This rule isn't wrong. Like, image is a lot of stuff. Or branding and perception of your brand and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. quite important. Like, for example, if someone saw that your printer just catches fire, that's not good. Saber. All right, is that any more rules of business? Oh, there's one more. Michael Scott's 10 rules of business number five, the final one. Uh, safety first, i.e. don't burn the building down. <laughs> I think that was pretty accurate, pretty self I think so, too. Yeah, I think that's a good one. <laughs> I think that's a real good one. Yeah, and then uh, apparently he's going to get the rest tomorrow. I, I don't think he does. Uh, probably not. I don't think he wants them anyway, so... No, I think his actual school is a lot better than the Michael Scott School of Hard Knocks. Um, probably. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know, Michael, he has a career, right? Yeah, he has experience. Yeah, (laughs) in today's economy, that's good, right? Uh, yeah. And that's the last, is that the last business tip? Yep, that's the very end of the episode, basically. How do you feel about Jim being the king of team bonding I think it's the same gym that we saw last episode in the office Olympics I think it is the exact same thing and I think it's awesome how they're developing that like 
Jim can bring these people together. Like, Jim is Jim the real leader of this office? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, Jim's he the, must. Jim's be. the team captain. Yeah, because he can bring everyone together and do stupid games like this, or like the Office Olympics. Yeah, in a way that Michael can't. Yeah, exactly. And I love how they played that off two episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if Michael brought up the idea of playing Who Would You Do, <laughs> everyone would be mad. Even you just saying that. Exactly. It sounds like something <laughs> Michael would do, too. Yeah, exactly. But I'm uh, sure he'd have an inappropriate twist on it, whereas Jim is, is very sincere in his team-building activities. People like Jim. People want to follow Jim. Yeah. Whereas Michael is so anxious about people following him that people can, I don't know, sense that and, like, aren't into it. Whereas Jim's just very comfortable in the leadership position. Yeah. I love the way that Jim just starts a conversation or starts that group conversation to be like, hey, yo, we're all in this situation together. Let's have some fun. Desert Island time. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Very important announcement. Let's get going. We got three Mm -hmm. games to go here. Good job, Jim. I'm proud of him. Do you know who else I'm proud of? Ryan. No, Dwight. Want to know why? Because he went into the fire. No, that was silly of him. That was dumb. Yeah. And rash. Yeah, very, very rash. He just lived to serve. Like, he wants to be a leader, but he also just lives to serve, you know? Mm-hmm. He's an interesting character. But no, I'm talking about when um, Dwight's crawling on the round with the fire hydrant at the very beginning while the fire is starting. Mm-hmm. He's, um, like, yelling at everyone to get out, and he's the last one. Um, he looks up at the camera and says, Get out now! Let's go! And, like, he's okay. yelling at the camera people. I never realized before, but he's yelling at the camera people to, like, get out. Because while... Like, they're sitting, standing there filming Dwight on the ground, crawling, and eventually Dwight crosses them and gets in front of them more close to the door, and then Dwight starts turning around being like, we gotta go! There's a fire right now! This place is a box of kindling! And uh, the camera people just, like, stay there and watch him, while Dwight half turns and half keeps on combat crawling. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm, well, I mean, I think the camera people know that it's a toaster fire. Because oh, yeah. they're they have a shot of Ryan putting something in the toaster. Oh. But do you think in that moment that those camera people did? Oh, maybe. The, maybe. So, I, I so. know they have a shot of him putting it in. I don't know if they held that shot. Yeah. Because they cut away, but I know they have the shot of him putting it in. So in theory, they could know it's just like, oh, it's a toaster, like, it'll be fine. Also, like, there's no smoke in that room. Yeah. (laughs) It's just Dwight being Dwight. Yeah. But at least he's trying. (laughs) Yeah, there's no visible fire. It's just, it's just smoke. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess the thing gets pretty burnt, but... I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention, Ryan started the fire. It was all in fairness since the war I've been turning. Ryan started the fire. I think you're right. That's all I got. Excellent. I don't know what That's the other all... lyrics are. That's all we need. Something Marilyn Monroe. Really? 
That's my name. Bradley. Don't wear it out. We gotta rank some shit. Yo, let's do it! That's right, on this podcast we have three different ways that we rank each and every episode. The first list, mandatory viewing. If you are watching The Office for pure plot, does this episode matter? Do you have to watch it to understand what's going on? Our second list, quality ranking. Just how much did we vibe with the episode? How much did we like it? Did it give us the giggles? Hopefully, yes. And the the third and final list is our namesake, is how much social anxieties in this episode. How much did Michael make us want to die? How much did we cringe? How much did our bodies convulse into terrible little balls because of the actions of these characters? How many ooh-boys are in this app? Lots of ooh-boys? It goes at the top. Not so many? goes at the bottom. Let's dive in. Mandatory viewing. Do you want my two cents? I do want your two cents. Give me all two of them. I don't think it is. No? No. What happens in it that's long-lasting? Um, Ryan going to business school. Mm-hmm. And a reminder that Katie exists. That's all I got. Like, oh, both of those are very thin, thin little little wisps to grasp to, but I think they're there. Yeah, enough to make you mandatory viewing? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Because honestly, I feel like we could go, we could just eliminate Katie from our mandatory viewing list, because she's just poses that little of a real threat, you know? Yeah. Or like, it's really... like you said, she's such an underdeveloped ca- character that it's like, do we even really need to know she's a, a thing? Yeah. Like, eventually she's just, Jim's just gonna say, yeah, we we don't hang out anymore. And that's it. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty weak sauce, if I yeah. must, if I must say. Yeah, that's a mild. Yeah. They ain't no suicide. So yeah, I think we both agree. That's, yeah. That's a... That's a negatory, even though I do like your attempts at devil ad- Devil's Advocate, but... Like, yeah, I was, I was going for the stretch. Yeah, that's okay. You made put up some good points, because you made me think twice about the business school thing, but I don't think that's enough. Nah, that doesn't really matter either. Yeah, you can just imagine, like, eventually, business school comes up again. Yeah. In a more prominent time. Quality, though. Quality, though. I like this one, because I love this episode. This is a good episode. It's spawned many memes. Mm. People remember this one. How Ryan yeah. started the fire and... Like, Ryan's wit, Jim's leadership, Pam's savageness, Michael's neediness, Dwight's... Dwight's neediness. Yeah. Um, Ryan's terrified... What What the heck am I doing here? Why has this happened at this office? Kind of looks like... This is a good episode. Okay, so... Where are we... We need a general area to start with. Yeah. We've got nine episodes. Are we talking top third, middle third, bottom third? Definitely not bottom third. No, no, no. Certainly not. I think we're in... We're not absolute top, but we're not near the middle either. I think we're like... We're halfway through middle to top, you know? We're in the 75-80 percentage area. Okay, so... Let's talk rank number three. Currently our third rank spot mm-hmm. is season one, episode four, The Alliance. Mm. How do we feel comparing that season one, episode four, to season two, episode four? This is where it gets tough, buddy. Contrast and are. compare. Here we are. I think 
I liked this episode more than the Alliance. Really? Yes. Please explain, because I was thinking the exact opposite. Uh, I think Ryan started the fire is a better meme than anything that came from the Alliance. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed all the all the giggles. I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed Dwight having a mental breakdown. I enjoyed Dwight uh, triumphantly singing a. I don't know who sang. We didn't start the fire. Billy Joel. Cover. Uh, sure. Is that who? Uh, we didn't start the fire. Uh, yeah, Billy Joel, I was right. Hell yeah. Oh, good call. That's the first time ever. <laughs> hey, I'm right more than you give me credit for because I cut out all the times I'm wrong. I know you do, but that's okay. <laughs> um, you know what? I think you might be right on this one. I like the Alliance because of the Survivor quotes. Yeah, I don't care about Survivor at all, so... Yeah. What's so good about the Alliance, again? I, I don't know. You're the one that loves it. I do for like its Survivor it. references. I think it's funny that they made Dwight get in a box in the warehouse. Yeah, Dwight goes in a box. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's the one moment I remember. Yeah. But also, okay. in another in one season, am I going to remember a lot about the fire? I'm going to remember Ryan started the fire, and that's yeah. probably it. I'll remember the Fozzie Bear thing. That's it. Let's put it above the Alliance. Done. Here we go. Good, One because time. I already typed that out. Awesome. And finally, here we go again. Social anxiety ranking. Social anxiety. What do you think about this one? I think... What, per- what percentage are we going into? I think we're in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Maybe generally towards the top, but not like super close to the top. I was thinking the exact same thing. Michael's weird predatory obsession with Ryan really... Mm -hmm. It's not like one big ooh boy moment. It's more of just like the constant unease of of the whole situation. Yeah, you're right. There's, There's not... There's some ooh boys in here. The first scene is a good ooh boy. When Michael's mean to Dwight, even though Ryan's, even though he's mad at Ryan, that makes me cringe. That makes me want to yeah, die. Yeah, that's bad. The Pam and Jim, like, subtly fighting, like, not really verbally or anything, but, like, mm-hmm. incredibly passive-aggressively. And Pam's savageness, even, is just like, who are you? Like, why? Why? You why you gotta come at me so like mean? that? Yeah, why are you being so mean about this girl's car? She's a nice lady. Yeah, just let her have a car. Jeez. Yeah. She sells purses for a living. She can't afford a Lambo. Yeah. Sorry, Pam. <laughs> so, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say middle to top, but like middle to like halfway top, you know? Okay, so I'm thinking right in the middle right now, rank number five, the Dundies. Where does it go, above or below Dundies? I think it goes below. Okay, I agree. The awesome. Dundies got some real big bangers. Yeah, the Dundies, like, I, that's an easy choice for me. Yeah. Michael singing well, in the thing, Michael getting bullied in the thing. Mm-hmm. And Chili's. Yeah. The awards. Oh, yeah. Now we're looking at rank six, and we're back to talking about our good friend, the Alliance. I don't think there's anything major in the Alliance going on. I think this goes above the Alliance again. Yeah, I think so, too. 
Because there, there are some here. There are some really... There are some here, for sure. Mm. Alright, it's in the book. Awesome blossom. So this is not mandatory viewing. No, ma'am. And you have the list, so you do the other two. Uh, it is rank, numero, trace. That is three for my Anglophones out there. Nice. Uh, rank number three in our quality ranking list. And it's rank number six in our social anxiety factor list. Hey. Awesome. Out of ten for both of those, by the way. Evan, where can they find us? I, I tell you what, they can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are hosted. In terms of social media, you can find us on Twitter at MSGMSA underscore pod. You can find our parent account, our papa account, Thunderdive Radio, on Twitter and Instagram at Thunderdog Radio. Uh, that's it. That's everything. That's it. That's all. Good episode. Leave a rating and a review. Please. Uh, on the show, we are going to feature some of them on the Instagram on every Tuesday for hashtag Reviews Day Tuesday, which I think is hilarious. I agree. Because I came I up like with it. That. <laughs> I like that. Our first one is up there, a five-star review for MSG MSA from our yeah. good boy Julian. Oh, yeah. But that's everything. That's the whole that's the whole spiel. I got nothing else. I'm I'm running on empty here. I think we just did the job then. Yep, now it's time to retire. Awesome. Good night, Evan. Sweet dreams. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast. <laughs>